0: This is the time usually when I'm doing a little bit of background music while everyone's getting ready for things, so, so you, can, you can hum for me or something right now. Okay, I don't think we really need a sermon today after everything that we've witnessed here. Hasn't it been a great morning so far? I just want to take a moment just to to put a special congratulations out to our St. John High graduates who are graduating here this afternoon, for many, many other graduates who are graduating all around our city this week. I had three graduates in my family this week. It's been a busy week. So congratulations to you all. We're, We're very proud of you. I'm Joe, I'm one of the pastors here at River Cross Church, and I want to, to welcome you all here if you're a guest with us here today. If you've come for the baptisms, if you're passing through town, or if you're checking out uh, this church, or just wanting to connect a little bit more uh, with God, we're just, just so glad to, to have you here, and I hope you've received a warm welcome. Uh, it's, it is warm in here, but I hope the welcome's been warm as well, and uh, I just hope that uh, even as you leave, you'll get a chance to, to chat with, with many other people. It's always a great morning when we, have our, when we have baptisms as it is today, and I hope we can just continue with the, the positive vibes that are, that are here in, uh, in the service here today. I also just want to take a moment to, to welcome those who are watching us online. Uh, Micah tells me that um, throughout this last month, uh, he can only see about 70% of the viewers, so there's many people in many countries he can't tell where they're from. However, uh, just in the last month, we've had viewers, of course, from Canada, the United States, the UK, Hungary, India, South Korea, Colombia, China, Philippines, and probably several other countries as well. I want to show you a picture uh, that I received on my Facebook a few weeks back. This is a friend of ours from Hungary, and he's watching our live stream. If you look closely, you can see Pastor Rob and I think me there as well. This is our friend Gabor. So welcome everyone from Hungary, from the Philippines, from the United States, from many other countries around the world, uh, from Canada, from many people who watch our live stream right here in our city. We just want to to say welcome. Let's just give them a, a great, a good welcome here this morning. Thank you for joining us. Bill has already mentioned that this is our last Sunday with two services until the fall. Next week we're going to go to one service at 10 a.m. For the next 10 weeks until labor day so i hope you'll be able to join us for many of those services and please help spread the word uh, concerning the time changes so we'll we'll get people coming on time and we don't certainly don't want to waste anybody's time or have them come late as well we're going to have an overflow room ready as you can see we're pretty crowded here today and uh, next week we'll have an overflow room ready right across the hall here in our youth room we have some beautiful windows you can look out and see the deer feeding out there and uh uh, in the field right beside you, will, it will be cooler. It will be less crowded. I uh, will have some, some cold water for you there. And so, uh, so please don't, don't come because you think it may be crowded. Uh, there's plenty of space, and we have the two locations to enjoy the services the next, uh, the next 10 weeks. Okay, I've got a question for you here this morning. What do you enjoy in life? What gives you the most pleasure? Is it friends, family, work, church life, vacations, pets, sports, leisure time. I could go on with a whole lot of other things, I imagine. I'm sure many of you say that you enjoy several of those things. So then I just ask myself, like, what do all those things have in common? And all those things have been given to us by God. They're all gifts. So my thought here this morning is this. If we can enjoy the gifts of God so much, why can't we also enjoy the giver? Today we're going to talk about enjoying the presence of God in our lives. The Westminster Catechism says this, man's chief aim, and woman's too, I might add, is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. I know any Presbyterian ears in the room have just perked up because you've heard that many times before. One of the problems is that it's so often we put so much attention on the first part of that statement and far less attention on the second part of this statement, the enjoy him forever. I want to spend just a moment talking about glorifying God, talking about the first part of that statement, and then we'll have the rest of the message on the enjoy him forever. I've learned many things in university. I can't tell you many of those things right off the top of my head. That was uh, quite a few years ago. But one thing I do remember... Uh, quite clearly it comes from the philosophy of church music course it was taught by the dean of church music milburn price at southern seminary in louisville kentucky where i attended there for two years he said this there's two ways to glorify god we can praise him acknowledge his goodness and greatness thank and appreciate his presence in our lives and the other way we glorify god is to edify or to build up or encourage one another when we express our love and concern for one another, when we care for one another and help each other along, then as a result, we glorify God. When we glorify God, we don't always edify one another. However, when we edify and when we build up one another, we always glorify God. Now, in saying that, I'm not just communicating just something I learned many years ago. I think these things are related. As we glorify God and build one another up and encourage one another, we're so much more apt to enjoy God's presence in our lives. I don't know how we could enjoy Him without first glorifying Him. But often we put all the work into glorifying Him and just stop short of really enjoying His presence in our lives. So today I'm going to start our summer preaching series a little bit early and give you summer project number one. And it's this. Spend some intentional time enjoying the presence of God in your lives here this summer. And after you practice that for a while, I hope that it can can start happening more naturally. So it doesn't have to be some intentional time. And maybe this could be a summer project that extends to the fall and beyond. As we're talking about enjoying God, I think first of all, it's important to realize That God enjoys us. God enjoys us. Let's look at a scripture passage from Zephaniah chapter 317. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Isn't that a great verse? This is a great verse to have memorized when we really need to be reminded of it. God loves us. He rejoices over us. Some versions even suggest that God dances over us with joy. If he takes such joy in us, the created ones, why shouldn't we enjoy him so much more, the creator? Darlene Check is an Australian singer, songwriter, and worship leader. She's an author as well. Our worship team attended the Hillsong Conference in 2005 in Sydney, Australia, and I still remember one of the sessions that she led. She said this, God's heart is always for people. God isn't up in heaven just saying, more glory for me, more glory for me. His heart is always about people. God knows that as we glorify him, we're released from our guilt, from our selfishness and pride in whatever other situation we may be in. And we enter into something so much better and something so much greater. As we glorify God, we're strengthened, we're nurtured, we're content, we're much happier people. God restores us, he unites us, and refreshes us as we worship him. And we're the beneficiaries of that. It almost makes worship seem very selfish, doesn't it? But that's what God chooses to do in us. As we open our hearts and truly glorify him, he blesses us. He makes us better people, happier people, more contented people. God's heart is always about people. Okay, now we're going to come and look at the the second part of that statement, kind of the how part of this message. If we're going to practice enjoying the presence of God in our lives this summer, how do we do that? I just have five suggestions for you. Some of them are short, some of them are a little bit longer. But just maybe five things that we can do to help us enjoy God's presence here this summer. And one is just simply listening to some good music this summer. See God in its beauty. Whether the music is Christian music, secular music, or classical music, music has the power to move us and direct our hearts towards the creator. I love to listen to classical music on CBC when I have time in the morning. It can be a very calming effect on me. It it certainly is a very spiritual experience for me as well. What music inspires you and brings you closer to God? Let that be part of your experience this summer. Secondly, and they're not all that short, by the way, inspiring or favorite scriptures. I believe one way we can enjoy the presence of the Lord this summer is through scripture. But, but not just any scripture. God, God's Word is here to instruct and direct and to correct. This past year, we've read through much of the Bible together, and we've seen a lot of uh, pretty rough stuff, haven't we? And, and a lot of stuff that, uh, um, <clears throat> that is kind of hard to take in. It's all good. And it's all part of God's overall plan for humanity and for each one of us. However, at times, we just need to be refreshed. We need to be encouraged. We need to be loved. This passage from Zephaniah is a good example of a scripture that can refresh and encourage us. Do you have a favorite scripture? We'll dwell on some of those favorite scriptures this summer. A few weeks ago, at the end of May, we had... uh, a uh, barbecue and beach party for the 50-plus group. And there was about 50 people that had come out to that, and we had a great time, a great barbecue together. We had some fun beach music, some beach scenes, some beach videos and jokes, and uh, we just had a, a great time together in that night. But I asked them for a favor that night. I kind of uh, gave them a heads-up about this message that was coming up, and I let them know what I was going to be preaching on, and I said, I'd like you to share some of your favorite Scripture verses with me. And not only that, write them down, and then write why they're so meaningful to you. And so I went through them. I enjoyed going through every single one of them. I chose a few of them, and I just want to share some of them with you today. So this comes from a 50-plus group from our meeting here a few weeks ago. Somebody responded this way. They said, Psalm 23. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. They said, this verse reminds me that whatever may come, I won't have to face it alone. Someone else said Romans 8.28, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. They said this, "These These are verses that I hung on to during a significant loss in my life, when I felt like I had lost all things that were important to me. Many years later, although the loss was still there, I realized God's love showed me his grace and love in a greater way. God sees us through difficult times even though we don't often see it or feel it right away. Philippians chapter 4, do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. They said this, as someone who suffers from anxiety to such extent that it leads to depression, this reminds me not to worry to leave it in God's hands. Matthew 6, 34, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. His first verse teaches me to live for today. This scripture has helped me greatly as I have been living with a chronic illness for many years. And finally, Psalm 46, Be still and know that I am God. In the busyness of life and even when it's not so busy, To be still and feel God's presence is a blessing and a comfort to me. And this final verse certainly goes especially well with with the message that I have for you here today. So I want to thank all those people who took time to write down those scriptures and took time to write their thoughts so we can share with with the entire church family here, here today. Thank you so much for doing that. One of my favorite scriptures, and some of you have heard this before, Psalm 73. Whom have I in heaven but you? There's nothing I desire, there's nothing on earth I desire besides you. My heart and my soul may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For me, I know that God's always with me, I, and I also know how imperfect I am, and that I'll fail him time and time again. But God is my strength. He'll see me through the weakest times. He's also my portion We can ask what do we deserve in life do we deserve a nice house fancy cars exotic vacations the best clothes the best opportunities and and i really don't know i don't know what i deserve i don't think i deserve much really but i know a few things i want in life maybe i'll get them maybe i won't but you know what i guess it really doesn't matter because it says here that god is my portion whether my years are many or few, whether my future is rich or poor, that's up to God. I'll entrust those decisions to him, and I'll just do my best to be satisfied and content. So what scriptures encourage you. Dwell on those for a time this summer, and allow God to encourage you through the scriptures. Thirdly, and this is, is one thing I've already talked about here today, and that's be intentional. Be intentional. Sometimes things happen very naturally in life. And when that happens, that's great. But other times, we might have to be more intentional to make things happen. We've heard Pastor Rob say several times this year that our natural trajectory is to move away from God, not toward Him. And we have to be intentional to make sure we're developing that relationship. Well, this summer, be intentional about taking some time just to enjoy the presence of God in your lives. i got a story for you. I hope you'll bear with me here. Did you ever get in a bad mood? Well, it's probably pretty universal. I think most of us do. Maybe things aren't going well. Maybe somebody just ticked you off or maybe it was just one of those days. Well, I had one of those a few weeks back. My wife will probably tell you I've had a few since, <laughs> but I'm thinking of the one a few weeks back. It was Compost and Recycling Day. What days are more exciting in St. John than Compost and Recycling Day? You get to go through the house and find all the cardboard and the plastic and all that kind of stuff and rip it all apart and cram it into two containers. Well, you know this day, I was vigilant. I really did my best. I was on my game. The night before, I'd flattened all the boxes. I'd prepared three big containers full of cardboard and paper and plastics. We could never seem to get it into two. Uh, We had a lot of compost that week. A friend was going on vacation, so he was nice enough to bring us his compost, too. We have two dogs now. Here they are up on the screen for you. These are Jude and Keeper. It always adds bonus points to a sermon when you can show a cute puppy picture. (laughs) My golden retriever is Keeper. She's about a year and a half old, and the black dog is Jude. She's a rescue dog we've had for a few months, and she's about uh, 10 months old. As you can see, they're the best of friends. My wife and I have an agreement. She feeds them so they'll like her better, and I clean up after them. (laughs) And it seems to be working so far. So with two dogs, you know, the cleanup is a little more difficult than it was just with one dog. I can't just throw it all back in the woods. So, I mean, I've been collecting it, and I had two weeks worth saved up. I put, it, I put it all in the compost bin. I put everything out extra early today, this day, so I wouldn't miss it. I've been working so hard. A little bit later, I checked my phone to see a message from my wife that said that they were around extra, extra early today, and you missed the pickup, Joe. So I had to make the walk of shame out to the end of the driveway and waved to everyone as they were going to work and make the many trips back from the road to the house, all the while just thinking about how much better this is all going to smell in two weeks' time. But there were other things that day too. I noticed that the deer were in my bedding area again and they had eaten more of my deer-resistant plants. They had also left some evidence in the backyard that they had been there, so I'm picking up after the deer as well as the dogs before the dogs start to enjoy that gift. The news that morning was just the kind that would really get under your skin and on my way into work, I had to drop an item off for repair at a business that had been less than encouraging to me in the past. All in all, it was a rough morning. So I'm driving into the office just in a really, really foul mood. And so I got to thinking, what am I going to work on when I get into the office? And how can I be productive in such a foul mood? And just really sarcastically, I thought, wow, I can work on my sermon about enjoying the presence of God in my life, can't I? (laughs) But then I had a thought. You know, God's presence is here for us through the difficult days, through the good days, and through the cranky days. So I thought, why don't I practice enjoying the presence of God on my drive into work, even during a foul mood? Now, it's confession time. I have to admit it, that had I not been preparing this sermon, I probably never would have thought of that. (laughs) But that wasn't the case. So anyways, I tried it. I was just very aware of God's presence with me. I thought that he was probably having a little fun watching all the things that were happening to me that morning. I listened to some good classical music on the radio, I took the old road into the city beside the beautiful Kennebecasis River. You know, before long, my whole mood, my whole demeanor had changed. And I suddenly came to the humbling realization that I had just become a sermon illustration. (laughs) So this summer, at times, just be very intentional about enjoying God's presence in your lives. It may lead to some good, some surprising, and maybe even some humbling experiences. Fourthly, enjoy nature. The outdoors, the warm weather, hopefully. Go someplace beautiful. Sit and meditate on it. Enjoy family get-togethers. Enjoy barbecues. Rest. Think on good things. Exercise. Do what refreshes you the most. Spend time with positive people, with positive friends. Avoid negativity of all kinds. Negativity can sneak into our lives so easily. And fifthly, rest. How many of you here need a little bit more sleep? Okay, maybe you've been working too hard. Maybe sleep just doesn't come as easily as it used to years ago. Maybe you're worried about something. Maybe that latest video game was just too good to put down. Most of us need a bit more sleep. Sometimes we need a change. A change really is as good or better than a rest sometimes. We can get hauled into a routine that drains our energy and our creative skills. And we find ourselves doing the same thing week after week. A change can motivate us and refresh us. But even with a change, we still need a fair amount of rest, of sleep. Psalm 127 says this, Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat. For he grants sleep to those he loves. What this passage is saying is we don't do all of these things on our own, no matter how hard we work. But it's the result of God's blessing, he grants us sleep and rest. It's the attitude of our hearts and our minds. I hope this summer that you can get that rest. You can experience that change that you can experience that peace in your lives. And as you spend time in God's presence and enjoy him, I trust that rest and refreshment can be an abundant part of your summer season. I'd like you to remember something else. And when I was first thinking about this sermon, this was kind of uh, one of the, the main things I was going to speak about. And just as it developed, it somehow got squeezed out a bit, but it's still very important. Please remember that God's for us. God is for us. He's not against us. We see that throughout Scripture, and we sing so many songs with with those words in it. God desires the very best for us in this life as well as the life to come. God is not far away. He's in us. He's around us. He's with us. He's loving, encouraging, and strengthening. He is with us, and he is for us. I have four kids They're wonderful kids, I love them a lot, but they're also what I'd call average kids. Probably a lot like I was when they were age, and they hate it when I talk about them. But uh, anyways, I mean, no disrespect in telling you this story whatsoever, but it's kind of a fun story. Over the years, as I've come home from work, you know, I can't, maybe you guys have experienced this in your own lives, but uh, those of you who are parents, but I can't remember many times that I've been greeted by something like this. Like, hey dad, Welcome home. It's so great to see you. How are you doing? How is your day? Look, I've got some iced tea all brewed for you. I've got to pour it down. Come on, sit down. Let's chat. I j- just want to catch up with you. Is it just me, or did I miss out on that? Or? <laughs> okay, usually as the door opens, I hear Dad, I need $10 for school tomorrow. Can I have the car tonight? I'm going to a sleepover as, as a friend's. I need a drive. I need some poster board for a project right now, or I'm going to fail the course. I don't have it. We're out of K D again. Come on, can you get some? I'm really hungry. Maybe that. Maybe people can relate a little bit more with that. But you know, I really got thinking about that. Isn't that often the way that we greet God? We have our wish list, and sometimes we just ram the, the wish list through, and then we're off to do our own thing. When God's waiting there for us, He's been waiting. To spend time with us, to chat about our day. He's been waiting for us to come home. He's got the iced tea all brewed, all ready, and all poured for us. He just wants us to sit down, to spend some time with Him, and to chat, not asking, not fretting, not uptight, just enjoying such a wonderful presence of such a wonderful God in our lives. So this summer, Spend some time reading the word, praying, meditating, resting. But above all, take some time, some intentional time, just to enjoy the presence of God in your lives. Stress-free, guilt-free. Glorify God this summer and enjoy him forever.